It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. nation. I have just recently fell in love and not with my amazing husband that I've been with for a very long time, but with a new delicious tasting gummy from Goalie. Goalie is now a partner of the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. And I'm talking about the apple cider vinegar gummies. When you try these, and I was skeptical at first because I thought I was going to taste a whole lot of vinegar and not a lot of apple. I was completely wrong. These gummies are gluten-free. They're vegan. They're non-GMO, they're kosher, and they are just absolutely delicious. You got to try them for yourself. And so if you put in the code, go on the website, goli, G-O-L-I.com, and put in the code HERDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-0, and put in the code right now, you'll save an additional 10% on any order, whether you do just a jar of the gummies, they got ones for sleep, they got multivitamins, they got the apple cider vinegar ones, as I... Definitely tell you, you got to check them out. Put in that code, save yourself an additional 10%. Go to goalie, G-O-L-I dot com. Put in the code H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-0. Save your additional 10%. Any kind of of gummy that you want, you definitely got to check them out. I mean, I could talk about it on and on, but I want you to try them for yourself. Go to goalie.com, check out their gummies, and get your wellness together today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are now listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. Do me a favor, if you're watching right now on YouTube, hit the subscribe button so you stay in the know of every single episode and every guest that I have on the show. Let me tell you something right now, and I'm going to take the words from Wendy Williams about this guest that I have on. He's an icon, he's a legend, and he is the moment. Uh, And he is a walking testimony. This man is an entrepreneur, a vlogger, a public figure. He is a musician. He is an under, underground vibes correspondent for the Kenny Burns show. He has garnered a lot of followers on his Instagram and YouTube due to his big booming inviting voice that is not just about music, but also about how to enforce change and community and unity with one another. Ladies and gentlemen, DC especially, y'all need to stand up for <laughs> your guy. Philip White, aka Big Phil Speaks. Welcome to hey, the Heard hey, That Podcast. Thank you, Marissa, for having me. Thank you. You thank are you. so welcome. You're so welcome. Listen, you are doing big things. You and I chatted before the show started. 
of what you have been doing, what you are doing and what you're getting ready to do. And uh, I had teased you a little bit during the, before the intro that we are gonna add a few more things to your bio to get that resume up because you are just an important voice that is out there in the community. So let's go back to little Phil growing up in Northwest <laughs> Washington, DC. Uh, give okay. us a, a glimpse of how your childhood was, you know, who you were raised by and how important they were in your life. Raised by my mama, my <laughs> grandmama, a couple aunts and an uncle, for the most part, uh, came up in a big old greenhouse on 14th Street, Northwest Uptown, an area in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, only child by my mom. A lot of cousins, they were my brothers and, and sister um, at the time. You know, neighborhood embraced me, mischievous, but yet good child, yeah. I would say. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your average kid. I was a little bit of Dennis the Menace and a little mm -hmm. bit of, you know, your little angel at the same time. So There you go. I mean, every every one of us, you know, we were curious. That's the beautiful thing about curiosity is, you know, getting into things that we shouldn't. But you know, it, 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 it's a lesson. It's a lesson learned that we learn when we're not supposed to. Um, when part. you were when you were growing up, Phil, um, talk to me about when you fell in love with music because you talk about it so oh, much man. on your social media pages. Uh, music during our good times, our bad times, especially <laughs> in 2020, has brought so many people together. It takes them back to a place. Uh, a space where, you know, they went to their first dance party or their backyard barbecue or, you know, their mm -hmm. first high school dance or whatever it was. When did that love of music happen for you? Oh, man. I, I came up in a household where there was a lot of music being played. My youngest uncle and aunt had basement parties mm -hmm. way back when, and they had all the great Motown, the great uh, Ohio sound, the, the Philly sound, the you name it, uh, they had the, the 33s. Yes. If you remember those. Yes, sir. Uh, the 12 inches, they had the 45s, and mm -hmm. I used to go down there and dibble and dabble and, and you know, sneaking, because I wasn't supposed to touch his records, and go down <laughs> and put them on and, and listen. And yeah. I started I started finding out I could sing a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, as a youngster, you know, back when, you know, before showers, it was the tub, you know, so you took taking your bath and you just singing, singing along the, songs you done heard in the basement mm -hmm. and you know I, I formed a, a great passion and love for music good music singing and because you know it's before rap and all that mm -hmm. who was your groups that you you drew so close to oh, that you man. know you 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 just vibed off of their music uh it could be hip-hop you know throwback oh man the jackson five michael jackson stevie yes. wonder uh the osley brothers which was one of my mother's favorites uh who else uh, Anita Baker, um, Luther Vandross. Uh, I can go down a, a list, a plethora of people back during them, those days or whatever. And then when you uh, went forward, I kind of stepped right along with it into like the Run DMCs, the yeah. uh, the Rock Kim, the Big Daddy Kings, and you know so forth and so on, up and down the line. I you know I, I was kind of there and witnessed the birth of hip hop even mm -hmm. from a DC perspective, because I wasn't in New York, but my best friend was from the Bronx, New York. Right. It's so interesting because I'm not from there. <clears throat> I'm from, you know, Michigan, but somehow yeah. hip hop always 
reaches out to a vast audience and just grabs a hold of you and you hear that sound you're like hold up what is this sugar hill game hold up run dmc yes beastie boys you know so were you seeing the the birth of hip-hop in all genres that isn't a, bl a black thing a white thing you know it doesn't matter what background you're from you know the rough streets of the you know from wherever to you know posh places everything else that's how big in celebrating you know hip-hop last year that 50th yeah. anniversary of it you know people had so many stories to tell of what hip-hop meant to them and just seeing the artists that you and I and so many people grew up with uh out there just performing I mean it took us back to when we fell in love with hip-hop and that's what it was all about fact. when did you discover yourself Phil that you know what I want to give this music thing a try you know you said you sing a oh, little man. bit I've heard you freestyle on your Instagrams I mean you got some <laughs> bars sir that you can thank lay you, down some you. tracks. So when thank did you, you know, you know, this is something that I want to dabble into and possibly make this, you know, uh, a career? Um, Like I said, my best friend for a lot of years, well, he's still my best friend, but from about age eight to 10, so often there, my best friend was in, was from New York, from the Bronx or whatever. He helped introduce me to a little bit more rap or whatever. Uh, one of my first groups of artists that I actually recorded when my grandmother gave me a, you know, a record, stop and record uh mm -hmm. cassette player with radio on it was uh The Message by okay. Grandmaster Flash and the yes. Furious Five or Melly Mel. Uh, uh, and I started dibbling and dabbling, writing. I always had a, a, a penchant for poetry too. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of an easy, uh, easy transition or what have you. And then by the time I got to maybe sixth grade i saw that i had a little something seventh grade really started taking getting a little serious by the time i got to high school i was kind of full throttle with uh with doing music and especially rapping and, and, and singing or whatever i was kind of a a drake before drake long time ago because I, I sung and i rap or whatever right yeah so literally you walk before you know then drake can run see <laughs> Gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna take all that because you're gonna be like, boy, <laughs> boy, who is you? Who are you? <laughs> we just, you know, you was that you was that backup actor on Degrassi, so you didn't. Get... <laughs> you was this understudy. I'm stunt double, older stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> so you get into that, you get into the music, you get into the hip hop scene and everything else, and you start to get, you know, you you start to make some noise, and you start to get, you know, some opportunities and everything like that. There, how was that? Uh, for you seeing that people saw that you had that talent, that you had that Central. voice, you know, that they were throwing you opportunities to showcase your talent out there. Um, it, it was a great feeling. Um, I, I would, I was doing showcases and talent shows and et cetera, and winning most of them uh, throughout the area. Like I had, I stayed in California for a while. So uh, when I was out there, I was, I kind of honed a little bit of my craft there uh, mm -hmm. doing shows and et cetera out there. And, especially here when I got back here is where I really uh, made my bones, so to speak. And um, it just felt good. Uh, I, I started getting contracts thrown at me and things of that nature. Weren't the best contracts, but still contracts nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And meeting meeting some people that have turned out to be uh, industry legends uh, now in their infantile days, you know, in their startup days uh, of hip hop, of their, you know, journey of hip hop. So it's been, it was a wonderful thing. Definitely a wonderful thing. So you're getting that notoriety, you're getting noticed, and then your journey takes a turn in the early 90s. Talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that 
and how all of that transpired for you and the the pretty much the light bulb moment switching to I've got to make some changes in my life and I got to well, make them right now. I, well, I, I guess I, I, I guess first, let me say I've been like pretty much like a prodigal son, okay. so to speak. If you know the story of the prodigal son, yeah. um, a little bit of Peter, a little bit of Paul in me. And I, I coming up I, I, for a lot of years, I, you know, I had one foot in the street, one foot in the music or whatever the case may be. And, you know, you, you can see now how some people later on, how that, has become more prevalent or yeah. whatever one foot in one foot out and um for me it it, it kind of came to a head because as things were starting to prosper on the music side i got i guess you could say derailed so to speak i ended up catching a case a heavy case um as as in my epk uh said i, I caught a murder charge or whatever the case may be in uh 90 was it 90 or 91 90 and i got acquitted december 28th 1992 mm -hmm. but the the turbulence and the trauma of it all going through it being young i was charged at 17 mm -hmm. i went while dc was the murder capital i went from no bond status to personal recognizance which was unheard of at the time mm -hmm. and, and the the individual that that passed was shot and then burnt up or whatever the case may be. Hopefully it's not too explicit for your listeners. But with that type of situation, I went from no bond status. Mm -hmm. You're not getting out. You got to sit here while you go to trial to personal recognizance, meaning no bond, meaning I didn't have to put up any money. They didn't put me, they put me on what was called heightened supervision. Right. Which means you had to be home and, and uh, randomly answer a phone call Every every day after eight thirty, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it was a turbulent time because I was supposed to go to trial like four other times besides the time that I actually went to trial. I went to trial with the head public defender and his and his protege. And God, God was there the whole step of the way. The reason why to kind of explain how I got personal recognizance because of everything that I was doing outside of mm -hmm. the street life, I was. I was on what was called the Broadcast Factory, where I produced and hosted shows mm -hmm. on local cable. Uh, I worked with the uh, Office of Teenage Pregnancy and Mortality. Uh, uh, my my school, I, I was part of a theater acting group there. Uh, so my vice principal, I had I had letters from a lot of notable uh, people that right. wrote in wrote wrote letters of character for me um, because the case itself was circumstantial. It wasn't like you know. I was running, you know, I got caught up doing something and then it got locked up or whatever. Somebody put me into it. Somebody put my mm -hmm. name into it and they mm -hmm. kind of ran with it or whatever. So I went from, like I said, no bond status to personal recognizance and fought the case from the street, which some would, some would say, oh, you, you had it good or whatever the case may be. But for somebody that was like really uh, popular for certain things, laughing, talking to the girls and, you know, rapping and singing, Right. Uh, a lot of people didn't even know about my street life. A lot of people, a lot of people. Some people did, a lot of people mm -hmm. didn't. To go from that to uh, actually people turning their backs on you, contracts kind of was coming off the table. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was it was so bad and it was so despicable. Well, in D.C., they have a class called D.C. Law mm -hmm. in high school. And every year uh, the class goes to, superior dc superior court to see a case right 
And this 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 day was the day that they indicted me. And they changed my judge. The prosecutor changed my judge to make sure that my school, my my classmates who was from my school when they came down there for the, for the trip mm-hmm. to see me get indicted. That was probably the worst part of it all. Because when I came through the two sets of doors, when I came through the first set of doors, and this day they made me wait outside. They didn't normally do that. Okay. Um, I saw a couple of people heads in there. So I can explain, you know, I could talk. But, and I didn't know they were indicting me that day. And I didn't know they were going to read out this whole thing. And then when I went through the double doors, they already knew because I guess somebody had gave them a heads up. Everybody was there. And when it, because they called my cases, I came through the door and I had to go straight up front. And they was like, oh, no, not Phil, not him. Uh, uh, uh. And this day they read the indictment was about this thing with all the charges. And, and my heart just dropped in my sock. I was like, so being as popular that I was, it spread like wildfire, wildfire, wildfire. Some mm-hmm. were intrigued, some, some were, Oh, did he do it? Uh, he probably did. You know, right. things that go on now with social media, which is probably to the umpteenth power of times what I went through. However, for me, it was a lot. Um, because like I said, I prided myself on just being the personable person that I was and people mm-hmm. knew me for certain things. And um, again, I was supposed to go to trial like four other times and they kept um, postponing it. And it was almost like you got to build your young self up that my life might be over. Yeah. Almost like somebody playing, you know, Russian roulette or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the last, the last, the last time I went to trial, um, I, I was a trial by jury and I was um, acquitted December 28th, 1992. And from there, for the most part, Mm-hmm. I started my change. I still was hard-headed. I still right. dabbled with the streets and I still did certain things, but I learned a lot in that situation and it helped change and mold me up until today um, to move move in a different way and um, just appreciate life, one. Appreciate the, the people that are in your corner legitimately, mm-hmm. honestly, in your corner and um just strive to do better. You know what I'm saying? I, I have, I've had my hiccups and slip ups, you know, since then, but nothing to nothing, of course, to that magnitude or whatever, but you know, in the words of Maya Angelou and still I rise and yes. still I rise. From all of that, from, like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. That's it. What's That's your, it. your story is all about Phil. And That's it. from, from all of that, that you went through in the case, you know, and you had, you know, relied solace with, on God and just, you know, him bringing you through what yeah. you went through. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community and through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books, because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents, you have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromaine.com, 
uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end, dot com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the heard that with Marisa Tigney podcast. When did you decide a two part question, your name, big Phil speaks, which I absolutely, absolutely love because that's exactly what you do. Um, did that come from this or was you, you, were you big Phil speaks beforehand? And second part of it, when did you decide from all of this, when you were starting to make your turnaround, starting to make your change, that you were going to utilize uh, not only your voice, Phil, but also your talent, meaning going and using your social, starting to build up, you know, you talked a little bit about broadcasting, talked about, mm -hmm. you know, how you were, you know, connecting with people and everything else. When did you start to evolve um, those gifts that you had? and pretty much just grew into what you're doing now. It's, it definitely was a process. I I got the nickname. I went from Phil to Big Phil when I was around 15 years old, mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. From, I guess, what I was doing in the streets, you know, I would fight and, you know, other things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people, what's up, Big, you know, Big Phil, even the people that I looked up to started calling me Big Phil. Mm -hmm. Wasn't wasn't a big fella, but they called me Big Phil. The Speaks that was honed along the way um off and on through my life people have all, all gravitated to me for one thing or another the right reason or the wrong reason but i've had situations where um i didn't understand it then but i i got it later like a friend of mine i'll give you a quick um story a female friend of mine from like uh kindergarten kindergarten mm -hmm called me out of the blue one day about to commit suicide. Mm. Now, mind you, when she called me, I was on the corner hustling. And it caught me off guard because she hit me and I was like, oh, you know, what's good? You know, what's going on? Feel I can't take it no more. I, 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 I'm about to kill myself, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, 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 hold up. What, what, what are you talking? Mm. I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing now, but I was mm -hmm. like, no, 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 no. And in my head, I'm like, why me? Why are you calling me? Why, like, why are you putting this on me? Like, right. I'm like, what? I didn't know where she was at at the time or nothing, right? Just back in the days, you know, you kept phone numbers. You kept phone numbers. Mm -hmm. So I, I ran like three blocks, three and a half blocks home to uh, dig through my house to find her mother's number because I kept all numbers from since I was a little fella in shoeboxes. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, 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 because I, she hung up after a while. I tried to keep her on the phone, tried to tell her, no, don't do it. You know, your life is precious, important. Uh, uh, uh. And I was like, no, she, no. I was like, no, God, don't put this on me. Don't let this be, you know, no, I can't deal with this one, you know. Mm -hmm. So I found her mother's number, thank, thank God, and her mother was able to get to her and save her. That's just one one situation. But people have um, often, 
like come to me for advice or come to me for things not because i i'm far from a, a know-it-all or you know the the all-knowing or whatever the case may be but mm -hmm. i've always been one that if i can help i can and i've gotten more trouble fighting for others than i have for myself right. up. that's just the person i was so uh going through everything i went through the what the case made me do the murder case made me do it made me go inward for a while mm -hmm. and kind of wall off but then it started it started um a change to where I started talking to people mm. about different things that I've been through in my life um, that were in similar situations and or just out in the streets or trying to pursue music um, just to kind of hopefully give them some insight to keep them away from certain pitfalls and traps. And as I did it, I felt a weight coming off my back mm. from the weight of, you know, going through the whole thing and, yeah. and, and whatnot. And I, um, it still took many years after that for me to really accept I, what I already kind of sensed is a purpose mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. People, you know, feel you ought to be a, a minister. You ought to be this, you ought to be that. And I'm like, uh, I just want to help people, but I, you know, I don't want to be necessarily tied down to tradition of certain, a certain denomination or a certain, uh, or whatever. But I finally got to a point in my life in these latter years that I'm not running for my purpose, that, you know, my purpose is there and I'm walking towards it. Thus the Big Field Speaks and me uh, generally talking on my platform or, you know, in my lives and or when I get called to come to somebody else's lives such as yours. Now, uh, that is, you're using your your talents and your, your calling and that to me is that you are called to help people. And that's exactly what you've done. I think that uh, from a person that has seen your YouTube channel and has seen your IG lives, when you go on your IG lives, the interaction mm -hmm. that the people uh, give you, because you are so authentic and you are not comparing yourself to others nope. or, or anything yeah. like that there, that you are being your 100% true, authentic self. And that That's is it. what I think part, what draws people uh, to you is because of who you are they know they can relate. They know they can, you know, talk with you. They know they can share their stories. They can share their truth and everything. Mm -hmm. And so that has garnered so many of your followings. And also part of that is also music. And it is so amazing that you have this talent and this ear for music and you showcase it through the Kenny Burns show. You're yes. uh, an underground vibes correspondent. Uh, PKBS Nation. What up, it's your boy. Well, you got to start with the hey, hey. I mean, you hey, know it's hey. a good time when you start up with hey, hey. Hey, hey. Yo, that's kind of like my catchphrase. I kind of got it from what's happening. Yes. But on what's happening, they'd be like, hey, hey, hey. So yep. I just dropped one of the hey's and just hey, hey. It's your yes. boy, Big Fish Speaks, you know. And it sets up for a good time, but it also sets up for... Okay, this artist that I'm about to present to y'all, I mean, he or she or a group or whoever, they have been blowing it off for, you know, they're blowing up since, da-da-da-da-da, uh, you'll go and you'll talk about where they represent, what city, what state, and everything. Mm -hmm. And it is so refreshing to see that, you know, it is, it is great that we have these musicians that are out there that are well-known, but for you to give a spotlight to those that are up-and-coming artists that have not been signed yet. What has that been for the artists when you showcase them? What kind of feedback have oh, you Oh man, I, them? a lot of them get in my inbox and be like, man, I truly appreciate it. You know, cause they're still on their grind, on their grind trying to get recognized. Some are recognized, 
but mm-hmm. some are really trying to just be seen and heard. Let me ask you this real quick. Don't mean to interrupt so, you. Do they know you are showcasing them on your Some your do. Segment? Some do prior okay. to and some don't. Okay. Some do and some don't. And some, I think the ones that don't are a little bit more, um, in, not impressed, but um, I guess you could say, I, I can't say that because both are gracious, but yeah. I guess it's a surprise. It's like, you know, you didn't have to do this. With mm-hmm. the other ones, I kind of, you know, I want to showcase you, you know, do you, you do you have an M, uh, EPK or media kit? You know, da, 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 da. But yeah. for those that I, that I haven't talked to and I do it, it's like, man, the fact that you, you know, took your time to pick and choose me out of the thousands mm-hmm. of other singers or whatever the case may be that are out there. I, you know, I truly am thankful or whatever. And, th- and that's my thing. Um, I'm just scratching the surface with this thing. I haven't even got off into the hip hop rap side. I haven't really touched the poet and com- comedic side or acting side yet. Big things are coming. Big things are coming. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's a, it's like a masterclass of underground music <clears throat> of artists yeah. that a lot mm-hmm. of us have not heard of and you teach us through that and you just take your time and talk about the element, talk about the talents, talk about where they get their uh, singing chops from, what states. And it's so cool to see people in the audience are like, I know them or, you know, I seen them on this uh, local network or I saw them on American Idol or saw them on, mm-hmm. you know, when they auditioned for The Voice or whatever it is. And for you to bring confidence back into that artist, because I've seen uh, the comments that you have gotten in, in, uh, you know, for all of us to to see how grateful and how thankful they are, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that some of them probably wanted to give up, you know, continuing on their music journey because, mm-hmm. as you had said, they feel you know kind of stuck and have not been signed or they haven't gotten uh, that opportunity to be on a so, platform where yeah. their talents have been showcased. Yeah, and, and for me, and for me, I look at it like, no, the honor is mine. You you the one with the gift and the talent. I, I say the gift, the talent, or the anointing. You yeah. the one with that. And and the people I showcase have something about them. Mm-hmm. I, I with me, I'm not just looking for a good time or a good song. I'm trying to listen to what you're singing about, what tones you're using, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera. If you're a rapper, what you're really spitting, what bars you're spitting, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And the people that I've been blessed to um to showcase for the Kitty Burns show all are in their own right phenomenal singers phenomenal singers male and female mm-hmm. and i feel bad that i can't showcase more because it's so many yeah you know because it'd be like it's it, I, my process is i'm like okay who am i gonna showcase this week who am i oh i want to showcase yeah. oh i want to showcase but you know not enough time not enough time mm-hmm. you know I, I i could sit and film probably for a whole day and a half and still wouldn't be through just but a handful of the people I would want to uh, showcase for the year, that is. Right. Any yeah. of the people that you have showcased, the artists that uh, you talk about on your platform, has anything happened or evolved from there? Have they been contacted by uh, any producers or any people that, you know, have uh, seen what you have showcased on your your IG or your YouTube and had reached out to them? Well, I can't say that it uh, things have taken off or things that happened because of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have seen various ones uh, get other ventures and, and and I don't know if these things were already in the works or not. So I don't right. wanna I don't wanna usurp uh, you know what's already taking place in their life or, or make it about me or whatever. Right. Um, I'm just a conduit to hopefully hopefully get somebody seen if they aren't seen. Cause you know with Kenny Burns, you know, him knowing a lot of people's 
a lot of people that you never know who's watching. Mm -hmm. So, you know, God willing, God willing, one of those stories will come about where, you know, somebody will see somebody and say, you know what, I want to use them. I want to, I want to write for them. I want to want them on, you know, on my label or, you know, I want to produce for them and, right. and, and it, propel them to where they want to be, you know, in the music industry or in their own personal life. So one day, one day, yeah. until then, I'll just play my part in my role, you know. And you, pretty much for them, you're, you're a godsend to them. And I know in the future at some award show when they're up thanking everybody, I know definitely your name will be mentioned because of the time <laughs> that you took to spotlight them and their, and their talents for sure. Uh, the beautiful thing that you are, and then we're going to, uh, going to ask you a couple of questions here and then we're going to wind down Phil. And this has been such an sure. amazing conversation. And I know it's definitely going to help somebody that feels like they're stuck or feels like it's too late for them. And you Never being a walking late. and you being a walking testimony of everything that you overcame and, you know, definitely two words, but God is, is if it was a that person, part. you know, that's that definitely part. you. Yeah. That part. <laughs> That part, yeah. That it, part. It, when I when I say I'm Peter, little Peter, little Paul, mm -hmm. I say it for a reason. If if you know this biblical stories, then you can kind of get kind of get a sense of me yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And 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 people, it's uh, they see that through you. And the cool part is, like on your page, um, your editing is absolutely incredible and outstanding and i'm jealous oh thank you <laughs> but the, the beautiful thing of your editing bill is that you are a man of affirmations and positive words and you post that literally every day on your page and you just you bring all the context to life through your editing and you know just doing daily reminders for people that are feeling stuck that are feeling down that you know that have a big decision a big life decision to make what is an affirmation that you go by daily that you either say to yourself or that someone has said to you and you pretty much adopt that in your everyday life? Oh, I'm a man of, of many sayings and many things. Um, my main one is love on somebody on purpose with purpose. A lot mm -hmm. of people think you, I'm thinking about relationship. I'm thinking about a girl. Or I, no, I'm, talk, I'm talking about humanity. Like, so much is lost in this world because there's no love or people don't realize or know what love is. Uh, but everybody's searching for it uh, in many ways or whatever the case may be, whether it's helping somebody less fortunate, whether it's mentoring somebody that might come from a similar background or helping somebody give them a, a, a help up, not a handout, but a help up, so to speak or whatever. So yeah. that's one of, one of my sayings all the time is, is love on somebody on purpose with purpose. Oh, that's powerful. I like that. I like that. So the, we said uh, in the beginning what you do, but we want to add a couple of things to it and definitely be an <laughs> author, sir, and actor. What projects have you got coming up or things that you are trying to pursue in this 2024 year? Um, I, I, I got a couple of music projects coming out. And I know people like, Phil, you, you 51 now. What are you doing? And it's not to pursue no major label or uh 150 city tour or none just doing it because i can mm -hmm. and that's what the title of it is going to be because i can mm -hmm. just to show people that music ain't dead you know that people got abilities you know what i'm saying don't overlook somebody because of their age or you know their season in life but also um just just because of my passion and show people another side of me but outside of that my life has been my life has been 
amazing yet different. And I, I have a couple of stories and I, I was saying maybe a movie that could be made out of my life at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I got a couple independent uh, producers that are looking, looking at me for a couple acting uh, gigs or whatever. Might have to dust, you know, get the dust off me and my <laughs> acting chops and, you know, do a little something, something, you know. There you but go. God, God willing, God willing, the sky's the limit. Um, rumblings of maybe another show coming up, mm-hmm. you know, to broaden this out, the underground vibes thing. So we'll see, you know, God is good either way. And, you know, I just take it one day at a time and be thankful and blessed in it all. Like, you know, because it, it, you know, it don't have to be this way. Right. It could have been, it could have been totally different. So I'm thankful for whatever, whatever blessings lay in my, in my path along the way. Amen. Amen yeah. to that. And shout yeah. out to those that are in the fifties. We are VIP and AARP. You, Hello, you feel me? I don't know you about the ARP. I don't know about, look, I ain't there yet. I ain't signed <laughs> up. <laughs> Somebody made that joke, joke to me the other day. <laughs> That's just funny you said. <laughs> well, listen, those discounts I'm run deep. It. You go into IHOP, you go to Denny's or whatever, you going on a trip, that AARP I card know. will get you some discounts off. I know I've heard, right? I'm just trying. Look, I'm not ducking my age. I look, I got grades in here, and I'm not by no means. That's wisdom. Going to uh, dye That's my lessons. hair. Exactly. <laughs> to me, this is a this is a, this is a, a trophy. This there is a go. badge of honor because a lot of lot of brothers and sisters I know have not made it. Yeah. Whether it was because of the streets or whether it was because of health or whatever the case may be, or accident or circumstance. So I counted all joy or whatever. Amen. So I, I might look and get me a little AARP or something. <laughs> Big Phil speaks, ladies and gentlemen. Phil, tell the people where they can follow you, sir. You can follow me on just about any and all platforms at Big Phil Speaks, B-I-G-P-H-I-L-S-P-E-A-K-S. I'm primarily on uh, IG though. And I, you can catch me on YouTube, you know, a time of 12, you know. <laughs> and then you do, and then you do a couple of shows, like you come on IG live and you also do a YouTube live. <laughs> what days do you do those? Cause people really need to tap into what you do. I do a morning show called the good morning gang, uh, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays from eight to 10 AM Eastern standard time. Uh, might be expanding it out to every day, Monday through Friday. I, I do another show called Feel the Love, spelled P-H-E-E-L, the love, on Friday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's not your average dating show. We talk about love, sex, marriage, relationship, romance. It's, it's a lot more spicy and people come out of their shells on that show. And then, I, you know, I got a couple other shows. I got a, a show called The Tap-In that I'm working on, too. So, Ladies and gentlemen, that is Big Phil Speaks. Uh, you you better tap in, y'all, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing big things. That's why he's Big Phil. Big Phil, thank you so much. It was an honor. It was a privilege. Thank it was you a for having have me. The honor was mine. Thank you, sir. Mine, you know. Thank you. Thank you for everybody tuning in. I appreciate it. And as I always end the show, take care. Stay safe. We out of here. Peace. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support. Kind of get a sense of me.
yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and, and people, it's, they see that through